well, hey guys. Wow, um, it's been a while. I've been a little busy. <laughs> well, I think the last time I filmed an episode was back in June. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> it was busy then, but not nearly as busy I am now that school started. Oh my gosh, it's been a lot. I feel so bad <laughs> that it's now January. It is six months later. And I'm just now filming the next episode, and I'm so excited, guys. I really thought that podcasting was my big destiny of the future, and here I am. <laughs> um, my mom was calling me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I need to give a summary of like my life, not just what my day was like yesterday. So last time I talked, I was only ranting about I want to go to the Olympics, which is still true. I'm actually looking at the journal right now that I wrote in after I filmed that episode, recorded that episode, and was like, wow, yeah, I really do want to go to the Olympics. But yeah, that was the last thing that happened. Now it's 2022, which is insane. I already played my last school season of field hockey, my senior season. That was crazy. I'm going to do, hopefully, assuming I stay on this, (laughs) I'm going to do a whole other episode just on that my school season what it's like being a senior on the team senior night what that entails and you know tournament style or not tournament style what does that look like what does it look like to be in that tournament that's the bracket when it's your last year and you really want to win and you don't so that's a whole emotional emotional baggage that we can unpack together but yeah I guess I'll just give a quick little synopsis of my past six months right yeah I've played my school season I'm like a semester deep into school um I signed so I'm going to App State huzzah uh I'm really excited D1 school whoop whoop I signed um I'm like in the school it's all happening it's weird I actually I do go to college this year um in six months, <laughs> I am going to college. So that's crazy. That's basically all that's happened sports-wise. <laughs> um, it actually kind of derails into the meat of what I'm going to talk about this episode, which is off-season training. I'm derailing a little early because I also wanted to give a synopsis of my day, but I feel like that can just be substituted with what I've been doing the last six months. But yeah, I really just want to talk about off-season training. Because for anyone who wants to play in college or even just wants to really get better at their sport and really loves it, it's important to get in that off-season training. Because it's the work that you put in and during the times that nobody else is putting in the work that really sets you apart, right? So if you're just playing on a school team for your high school or whatever, everybody's putting in work during the season. That's when you have to be at practice every single day. But it's when on those weekends or it's over break, or it's in between those other, you know, winter to through summer, like winter to your next season. It's what you do in those months that sets you apart as a player and maybe gets you on that starting lineup or gets you on that varsity team or gets you that attention from coaches, right? So that's just really important. And I think for me, that's really what gave me a leg up as a player. And I'll talk about this more when I talk about my, when I talk about my recruiting journey, which I realize I can also talk about now that I've signed. There are just so many new avenues now that I can talk about this. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, what really set me apart? 
it was that off-season training. So recruiting for me was a little funky. Again, saving the meat of this for another episode because my main recruiting year, uh, you can start talking to D1 and D2 schools uh, June 15th of your, going into your junior year. For me, that was 2020. That was when COVID all was happening and we were quarantined. So there were no team events going on. I actually missed like my spring club season got canceled, which was really bad <laughs> because I was going to get a lot of playing time. First of all, I moved up an age group. So I was, well, I didn't move, I didn't like age out. I was playing up an age group. So I was playing with better players, which made me look better. <laughs> and um, it was just going to be a big time for all these coaches to see me. And then it would be like right before that deadline opens when they can start talking to me. And so I missed that, right? And so all of a sudden, June 15th of this round, I can't go to college campuses. They can't come watch me. There's no recruiting events. There's nothing. So that's when I started training every day by myself with a friend. I thought somebody was calling my name. Oh, well. That's when I started training every single day by myself with a friend just because I was bored. Like, it was, I was in quarantine. Like, what else was I going to do? So I just went to the park every day. And one of my friends who graduated, like, four years ago, I think, and played on a D1 team came and trained us. And that's when I got good. So it's that off-season training that really just, it really just bumps you up, right? <laughs> and I remember when things started opening back up after that. Okay, so sorry. No? What? Guys, <laughs> I'm filming this really late, so my entire family is up. I'm just talking to myself in the room. Okay. <laughs> um, when we things started opening up, we started having these group trainings again. It wasn't club, it was just like this other group training that I do. The coaches were like, we know who's been putting in work during this time and who hasn't been. Who's been taking initiative and who hasn't been. And they were like, Sarah, she's gotten really good. I was like, oh my gosh. It, all this hard work paid off so it is worth it the making the conscious decision to go out and practice on your own is 100 percent worth it it just takes time for all that to pay off anyways that was not even i have my list of notes and that was not on the notes to talk about <laughs> um all right so for field hockey the way it kind of works at least in my area and i'm pretty sure this is like a universal thing is once you're like high school season wraps up and there's like a brief club fall season but the main club season's in the spring you have indoor season in the winter so there's this in between time where it's you're not playing outdoor and outdoor is what you're going to play in college right or you're going to play professionally although I guess you could play indoor professionally I don't really know how that works I just know about outdoor so I play indoor with my club team and so it's not I mean, obviously, it's still field hockey, but, like, the rules are a little different, and sometimes it's hard to transition from outdoor to indoor, right? Because indoor, it's inside. (laughs) The field is way smaller. Instead of it being 11v11, you have 5v5. And because of that, the game is faster. And then there's a lot of um, rules that kind of are supposed to keep the game safe. Like, the ball can't come off the ground unless you're shooting on goal. And three-dimensional skills are pretty big in outdoor, (laughs) especially when you are running into a lot of traffic and also there's no sidelines there's boards so you can play up these boards and indoor even though it's not what I'll be playing in college it's really good for getting my speed up my speed of play so 
or my skills immediately have to get faster because the field is so much smaller. The game literally moves like instantly so fast. I snap, I don't know if you can hear it. It moves so fast compared to outdoor. And outdoor moves faster, get me wrong, but you usually you can just run into players so quick and they can double team you on the boards and then there's nowhere to go. So my stick skills, which is where I've always personally been kind of weakest, are my stick skills and my decision making. And playing indoor every off season has made forced literally forced my stick skills and my decision my stick skills and my decision making to just get so much faster. So that's indoor for me. And that's I don't know <laughs> what other options there are for sports. Um, I know there's like futsal or something for soccer. But that's just kind of an example of what I do. I don't know. <laughs> like some sports, volleyball, basketball, you're just always indoors. So <laughs> I guess off-season is just training on your own, which I would get to. So what I've done in off-seasons past is I normally cross-train. So I have my field hockey indoor season, but then I'm also doing a winter sport at my school. So that's looked like for... 8th and ninth, and 10th grade, wow, it was really three years in a row there, I did indoor track, which is kind of like a club team offered at my school, it's not like a real thing, but um, indoor track is like a legit thing <laughs> that a lot of like professional college track athletes do, and it's just, it's like a, it's again, it's smaller, <laughs> I guess, all the indoor sports are just smaller, but yeah, it's on a 200 meter track, and so it was just really good for, I have asthma, so anything that really just builds my endurance is really good for me, so I did that for three years, and so I would cross train with my indoor practices maybe once or twice a week with having track practices every day, and so that way I was running on top of indoor, and that way I'm keeping up my fitness, right? Last year, I did swimming, because I really wanted to focus on aerobic stuff I guess <laughs> I wanted to work my breathing and it's really good cardio and it's just kind of good all around right swimming is like it's good for your lungs it strengthens all of your muscles all the muscles you don't even know you have like all of that this year I is, is obviously the worst year for me to not do anything but I'm not uh, doing anything officially I am lifting weights on my own and I should be running and I'm gonna also get into that <laughs> I have a workout plan but that's kind of what I've done off seasons past. So it's it's really good to cross train. Cross train is cross, <laughs> gosh, cross training is really good for you. So I suggest doing that. Something I did in the summer this year was I boxed, and that was such good cardio. Like literally, that's the I think the thing that has helped my asthma the most. So I suggest boxing. Those would be really cool when you do it. <laughs> so I have been weight training. Right, I mentioned this. Um. Weight training loosely. My friend has no. My friend's sister has a Planet Fitness black card account. If you have a black card, that means you can invite a guest, or you can just take a guest as many freaking times as you want. So my friend uses her sister's account, and so I'm the black card guest member, which is fun because I've had a workout buddy, and you are just twice as motivated to work out when you have someone to work out with you because then it's like if she's going to commit then I also need to commit and then you're just getting stronger together and it's so good so that's what I've been doing um 
I have not been lifting as much as I should be. Like, I should be lifting heavier, I guess. It's kind of hard when you guys aren't exactly the same, uh, don't have the same lifting capacity. Like, we're really close, but I lift just a little bit more. And so I think I haven't been because I'm like, oh, well, I wouldn't want anybody to like feel bad or something, which maybe is just really vain of me, but I need to be lifting heavier. I think that's just been a big focus of mine, one, because I really enjoy lifting weights. If I have a bad day or if I'm really stressed, just pumping, <laughs> pumping iron, if I may, makes me feel so much better <laughs> in ways I don't even understand. And then also in college, that's just going to be so big, is weight training. And I talked to one of the freshmen, I think she's a, is she a sophomore now? Yeah, she's a sophomore now. Last year, but I was earlier. Yeah, no, it was last year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything was last year. When I was um, looking to make my decision about what school to go to, I was talking to a freshman, sophomore now, um, App State, and I asked her what the one thing she wished she was more prepared about was, and she said the, the weight training. So I've been grinding that. It's been it's really satisfying, guys. I like pressed two hundred pounds. I literally was so proud of myself. <laughs> I need to start getting some actual workout. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just start talking about that now because I have been weight training and I recognize that I need to be running because of my asthma. My endurance is kind of trash, and I'm gonna need that, especially at app. They're so big on running. They're always the fastest people. So I asked my future assistant coach for a workout packet that they did, what they're doing. So now I have that, and I should be using that. The problem is I cannot read it for the life of me. <laughs> it has so many different abbreviations, and I don't know what they stand for. Like, you think there'd be a key or something? There's just not. <laughs> And so I really want to do it. Unfortunately, the only one I can read and understand is the running one. And that's the one I don't want to do. But I definitely need to be doing that. And I think when track season rolls around, I'm actually going to start. I'm just going to use that workout plan <laughs> instead of my. Just be like, look, guys, this is really good for mid-distance running. I'm a mid-distance runner. And it also is going to help me train for field hockey. So can I do this instead? <laughs> To just kind of give you a sample of why I'm scared to do it, one day I'm supposed to run four miles in under 36 minutes. <laughs> Which, honestly, I can probably do, but that just, like, scares me. <laughs> I'm not at my peak running, and that's, like, you know, three weeks into the plan, so I'm really just being dramatic and I need to do it, but that's, that's, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> but, I don't know, if you... I don't even know if I'm giving advice anymore. I'm kind of just talking about my life and what it's been like. Um, definitely off-season, like, lift. If you're a runner, ooh, I almost dropped my phone. <laughs> if you are a runner, lifting is good for you. I don't remember why. <laughs> I run track in the spring, and I'm trying to get our school record. Um, It's, like, 57.9 seconds, I think, and I run a 50 – no, it's a – <laughs> 58 point seven seconds and I run a 59.3 is it 7 or 0.9 okay you know what I mean no you don't because I don't know what I mean it's a 58 something and I run a 59.3 and I'm trying to get it but the only reason why I've been getting faster besides the fact that I've been running a lot and I'm older <laughs> is that I've been lifting 
And so even though, you know, technically I weigh more because your muscles are more dense uh, and, you know, muscle mass is very dense, um, I'm stronger and, you know, like having arm muscle to pump, so good. I don't know why I went on a little runner tangent. It's just important to lift all around and it's good for you and it's fun and I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, I also talked about how I should be running. I should be, but I'm not. And that's one of the things, like, I try to do so well with making conscious decisions to work out and to train on my own. Um, and yet I cannot, for the life of me, make myself run. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's painful to me. And I, a lot of that's just mindset. I need to, I need to change my mindset. Oh, I should have an episode on mindset. That would be good, I think. I don't know if I already did that. That's not something I would do. Because it's so important. And I've had such a mindset journey. Like, literally, you guys. Oof. It's, it's, she's been a journey. <laughs> but I, I gotta be running. I just have to be. And that's my obstacle. Everybody has an obstacle. It's something they just, like, can't do. So people are scared to go to the gym. I am half the time when I'm not with someone. And I actually just got a membership so I can go by myself. And I'm terrified. <laughs> I get gym anxiety. Um, but it, it, it's, it's character growth, <laughs> I guess, taking that one step, one step beyond, breaking out of your comfort zone, doing that thing that you don't want to do, will make such a difference, and, ooh, okay, I made a mood board today, and there's a good quote on it, and I'm going to read it at the end of this, because <laughs> I think it really applies. Last thing I really have to talk about. This is a short episode. I've been kind of talking really fast. I was listening. I <laughs> had to remember how I actually did my podcast because I haven't filmed one in six months. And so I was listening to my Olympics one, which actually has was my best one. Like has was plays, which is kind of gnarly. Um, I was talking so slow in the beginning because uh, I take rhetoric at my school and the notes that they always make for me on delivery is talk slower. And I'm like, yes, that makes sense. But I think giving a speech is different than recording a podcast. I'm pretty sure you can slow down my voice. And I just, I got to hear people talk fast. So I'm sorry if this is, you can't even understand me. But I just, I, I have to. I can't not. Okay. <laughs> Last thing, training on your own and what that takes. I've kind of, I basically already talked about this. It is not a conscious decision. It's being in quarantine. Um, I definitely was depressed during quarantine. I am such a big social person. Like, I literally, oof, guys, that was so bad for me. It was so rough. I need to have social interaction. It's, and that's important for everyone, but as an extrovert, it was brutal. And I don't text people, so not text people. I literally was just not talking. I was not having any human interaction. And so being at, like, that depressed state, but the one thing that I looked forward to after I made a habit of it, of course, at first it was so hard just getting out of bed and leaving my room, you know, my stale pit room, and going outside and practicing my sport. That was hard, but once I had been doing it every day, you know, except when I was, like, sick or, you know, something, nothing came up. It was, like, quarantine. (laughs) Um, if I took rest days or whatever, um, getting into that habit. And that became the one thing I looked forward to. It was, I'm in quarantine and this sucks. 
but at least I'm looking forward to getting out of bed, going outside, and doing my sport, doing my sport. And I had this end goal in mind, because I was being recruited during this time, and recruiting all came from video, and it, I had to keep holding on hope that the dead period was going to lift, and that once the dead period lifted, that I would be going to the App State camp, because that was my dream school, because I only wanted to go to App State and Queens, but again, recruiting podcasts, whole other episode. Maybe even a series. I feel like it might be a series kind of thing. <laughs> it was, I'm training now so that I can show up at these camps and show them that I'm so much better than I was when they first saw me or when they saw me before quarantine and after quarantine with two different people. It shows that I can grow. Like, having that angle in mind. I had angles. I wrote it on my whiteboard in my room. I was talking to my coaches all the time. Like, I'm going to do this. And then I did it. <laughs> so... It's not easy. It's a conscious choice, and it takes dedication, and it takes goal setting, and it takes those days when you don't want to get out of bed and mind over matter kind of thing. That's what it takes. But then it's all so worth it in the end, I promise. Taking that hour out of your day to lift, or that hour out of your day to run, the hour of the day to practice and run drills and run the basics, because basics are important, you guys. (laughs) Um, It'll make all the difference. So... That basically sums it up. <laughs> That's what I have to say about off-season training. It's important, and I enjoy it. Um, I had a quote that I wanted to read. Uh, I can't... It's a little blurry. <laughs> I think this says from Marie Forleo. It says, the key to success is to start before you are ready. So, I don't even... I don't want to like try and sum it up and kind of like ruin what that's saying, but... You don't think you're ready now. You don't think you ever will be. There is never the perfect time to start. You are never ready. You are always waiting to be ready. So just take that step. Just go for it. Jump the gun. Heat out of your comfort zone. You'll be successful. I feel like I read a Bible verse. Should I find a Bible verse? I hope this is still recording. I'm like switching apps. <laughs> Where is my Bible app? I'm, I like remember that being something I did. Hmm. Okay. This is my verse of the year. I feel like I should share it with you. Joshua 1 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. So, uh, that's the episode. I hope you really enjoy it. Um, definitely share, recommend this to your friends if you have athlete friends or student athlete friends and people aspiring to play in college and stuff like that. Oh, darn it. I passed the 23-minute mark. I wanted to end this on a good, wholesome number. That's not going to (laughs) happen. But comment, I don't know. If you keep commenting on podcasts, (laughs) leave a review, I guess. I don't know. But I'm excited to share with you guys all all the stuff, my recruiting journey, my mindset. I have so many ideas. Let's hope I stay on top of this, even with school. (laughs) And I will see you guys next week. Three seconds and I'm at 23.30. Okay, bye guys.